Welcome to Marvelous Women, the podcast. My guest on this episode is deeply curious about lots of things. She looks for the silver lining in every cloud, the learning opportunity. She has spent the last six months taking a career break and embarking on a journey of self-discovery. Welcome, Candice. Welcome to Marvelous Women, the podcast. In this episode, my guest has had a pretty interesting journey recently, and she's got an amazing attitude, and I can't wait to share her stories with you. Welcome to the podcast, Candice Bax. Thank you for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. I'm looking forward to to hearing your stories and to be being able to share your uh, your stories with our listeners. The first question that I have for you, Candice, is the same question that I ask every single marvelous woman who is on this podcast, which is, "Who are you?" Mm, it's a good question, um, and Thank I think you. it's one <laughs> that um, when I think of who am I, it's hard to sort of pinpoint one thing um to identify with um but I and it's ever evolving so I'm always changing I'm always growing I'm always evolving so if I had to sort of pinpoint um something it would be I'm a free spirit I love adventure um I'm a creative I enjoy deep synergistic connections and I'm a deep thinker. <laughs> For about your about your free spirited adventure. What is it what does that mean to you? So when you think about that, mm-hmm. how does how does that how do you identify with that? I think being a free spirit is being uninhibited. Um, it is that sense of adventure as well just in life in general um it's living on your own terms um yeah it's reflection it's self-awareness so many things what's the what's the most adventurous thing you've ever done Mm, oh gosh I love adventure, so there's quite a few things. Um, the most recent adventure that I've gone on is, um, well, I've just recently back a couple of weeks ago from Japan and Singapore. That was a great adventure. Um, you were solo traveling? Well, it just turns out that a couple of days beforehand, my mum couldn't go any longer. So it did become, uh, it was a quick decision whether I go or not still on my own. Um, And I did, I kind of took a plunge and thought, okay, let's change the whole itinerary. (laughs) Um, And in fact, cancelled all the accommodation and sort of booked as I went. Um, And that that was me back in my element, essentially. I really felt like whilst there were challenges, I really felt like, yeah, this is what I want to be doing. And I want to be doing this more often. So tell us about that choice that you made. I mean, a couple of days beforehand, to be changing to, to or, or to have, you know, you've got this idea that you and your mom are going to go together and then suddenly it's like, well, either I go by myself or I don't go. Talk, talk us through your your thinking process to, to help you get mm. to that, that point. Um, so she was unwell and um, it was a definite no and it was very much, okay, we could cancel everything and we were looking at doing that and it was almost an assumption that was made at first and, 
I thought before we go and cancel anything, just give me give me the day to think on it. Um, and I've been doing this exercise over the last five or six months, not thinking too much about things and just being in my body and, and feeling, trusting that intuition and feeling like what is it that I really want to do and maybe asking myself a few times what that really is rather than this is the experience I wanted to have, this is the experience that I thought I would have, um, what I thought I should have. <laughs> um, and, yeah, just whilst it felt, uncomfortable I feel like a lot of the time if we feel a little anxious well anxious and excitement are the same thing that happens in our body and I've yeah I've read a lot about that and I remember thinking I'm excited you know I'm going to choose to be excited about this and I just went for it I literally the same day actually I didn't even sleep on it I messaged my mom and said I'm going to go and she straight away she was I'm so glad you've chosen to do that. <laughs> on you. I really love that. And I'm really curious. I think that you you talked about, um, you know, really sitting with your body and, and really listening to your intuition and tuning into that. How do you do that? Because I think that's something that, like, that's a learned skill, I think, Candice, to be mm. able to sit back and do that. Um, how do you do that? I, I'm interested in me. Oh. I think the first thing that just popped up in my mind is when I first started really exercising that. Um, and that was a couple of years ago now, maybe two and a half years ago. Um, and I started looking into, I was on a certain level of burnout. I was experiencing burnout and it got to that. Sometimes it has to reach that point of burnout or um, exhaustion or there is so much misalignment with what we're doing um, and you feel that your body it, it's in your body <laughs> your body is telling you constantly um, so and yeah I listened to that I basically I sought help um, with that I started talking to different people and um, I think it was just taking a moment to think about why am I feeling this way? Was it a, a like a physical feeling in your body or more of a, mm. a feeling, a, 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 a traditional feeling or emotion in, in your in your mind? I was exhausted. Um, my mind was ruminating constantly. Mm. Um, I was working really long hours, um, still enjoying what I was doing, but to the point of, um, I think I've mentioned this to you before. <laughs> I remember sitting at work and it would have been double digits in the PM. And I remember thinking to myself, nobody's going to die mm. if I don't get this done right now. Mm. I think I had read that or heard it somewhere. And I really grabbed onto that. I thought no one's going to die. And then I sort of thought, I feel like I am. <laughs> I feel like I'm. No, one, no one's going to die if you don't do it, but you will <laughs> die if you do. Yeah, it was, it was a really big um, it was a really big slap in the face for me. It was like a you're putting everybody ahead of yourself right now. Mm. And there were a few things that were telling around that time that kind of concluded to that. And I had to listen. It was in my head. It was in my body, my friends, my circle. You know, a lot of people were saying, oh, you, you know, got to put yourself first, you know. Um, it's like, what do they say in their airplane? 
you've got to put your oxygen mask on before you help someone else yeah Yeah. I think it was around that time I might have been in a conference and that was said too and it was just it was coming at me from all angles (laughs) I had I had no choice but to listen to that um it's it's really interesting when when you have a realization or or something you kind of kind of um realize that was very Austin Powers for the first time and then you start seeing it everywhere and that all start it kind of all starts coming at you from different angles like this is the universe telling me something absolutely Mm. it's exactly how it felt you'll probably notice I'll say I felt that way and Mm. sometimes I'll say I think (laughs) and so you know it's it's interesting how sometimes we we think or we feel and that's because there is a, a difference between whether you think something or feel something and I'm really practicing that it's something that I'm trying to embody is understanding is it a thought or is it a feeling Mm. Mm. Good question. Uh, I'm really interested in what happened. So you had this realisation, no one's going to die. So, something's going to have to change. Mm. Me, I'm listening to my body. Did you did you put any kind of structure or change into your life to try and to try and change the way that you were doing things and to remind you? Because I think it's one thing to have a realisation and it's another very different thing to make sustainable changes. Mm. I did. Whether that was straight away or not is another thing. <laughs> uh, it does take a while to learn what works and what doesn't work. And I don't know if I was really at a point where I knew what was aligned for me. So mm. I, even though I was getting all of these messages and I was hearing you know, my core self saying, please slow down. <laughs> um, or yeah, maybe it was just the message in hindsight to figure it out. Um, and I, I do remember trying a few things. Uh, I remember trying to book yoga in, but at like six o'clock. So I had to get out. That was, that was probably my first step. It was a physical, I have to make something to go to in order to pull me away. Mm. Um, Did that work? Sometimes, not every time. But yeah, sometimes it did. Um, it wasn't the thing that really drew me away <laughs> in the end. But yeah, it definitely was something. Uh, I felt that like in, in terms of pulling away, I feel like if I have, um, if I'm committed to something that's not myself, again, it's putting someone else first at that point in time, I would make time to go for a walk with a friend. Yeah. And that would work because it's I needed so- to show up. I needed to be there for them as well. It's so funny. Uh, I was just thinking if a friend came to you and said exactly the same things that you would felt within yourself, Mm. there is no way that you'd give them the advice just to keep going or just keep pushing yourself or no, you can, you just skip, skip going to yoga today. Keep working a few more hours. There is no way in hell that you'd say that. Mm. Why do we say it to ourselves? Mm. It's a good question. And it is something that we have to remind ourselves of often, I think. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I'm curious to know what drives you, Candice. Mm. It's multifaceted. <laughs> and I think it's situational as well um, because it, it just depends, you know, is it personally or professionally? Um, if I think of what drives me professionally, it's quite simple. I love, I'm a collaborator. I love the creative collaboration piece um, with in business. Um, 
And I think and also helping that, people. I think also what what drives us can change over time. Mm. What might you know drive you now is might not have been a driver for you three months or six months Absolutely. ago. Hundred mm, percent. Um. Yeah. I think I think helping people is up there, and I don't know. If there's a more creative way of saying that, or a more impactful way to say it. But at the end of the day, it really comes down to helping people. Um, it could be in that you're giving back. It could be turning a poor experience around into a better experience. That's something, you know, if someone's had a, whether it's service or if it's a relationship, um, whatever it might be, it's like turning that around, turning that negative to a positive. I think that's something that really drives me. Um, I think finding yeah, fulfillment. Silver lining, silver lining again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think even just the, the pursuit of finding some fulfillment in that day is something that drives me. It's something that I think about often um, and have for some time. Um, and I think everybody is driven by learning in some way, shape or manner. So I think, you know, for me at the moment, I'm heavily focused on what is it that I want to learn? Who can I learn it from? Mm. Um, how am I, what, what's going to what position do I need to be in to to learn that skill or yeah whatever it might be whether it and if we look at you know what it is personally um I would say in general I'm just driven to be the best version of myself and further to that for myself mm. so that has changed over the years I would have said something completely different three years ago but I think now it's being the best version of myself for me and how do you know what that looks like it feels like I am aligned you know it feels like um you know when sometimes you go oh this is something that I really want to achieve and then you find yourself two years later and you still haven't even touched it like you're actually achieving those things that's what it looks like you know mm. it's that's alignment for me so mm. I'm constantly you know trying to not just be better a better person as such it's yeah looking at what are my values how am I going to align to my values I think that was a really big piece when I came out of that burnout I was a bit discombobulated <laughs> I wasn't really sure which direction I was going in will I stay in my industry will I stay in Brisbane <laughs> Yeah. When am I going to travel? There are so many questions. And I think a lot of people were experiencing that after that COVID period as well. Um, yeah, but I definitely feel like the first step was, yeah, identifying this is how I'm feeling and I don't like it. And then what are my values? And I remember so many people talking about their values and knowing what they were. And I'm like, I don't know what mine are. How do I find this out? And how Literally did you Googling. find that out? How did you find it? I was... <laughs> I googled Professor I was, Google. He's the best, or <laughs> well, she's the doing, best. <laughs> she is the best. Um, I was doing personality tests. I was um talking to people as well, trying to understand, you know, what their values were. Um, again, it was the universe. There was a few things that had just popped up around that time. That was, and I think also our phones listened to us a lot. So there was a lot of conversations. <laughs> yeah. There were conversations in my circle 
And so whether it was Insta therapy coming at me or if it was like anything online, it was really singing to me. So um, yeah, it, it was definitely first step figuring out what does that mean? What does that look like for me mm. before I can even think about how do I get there and how do I make changes, those small adjustable changes over time? Mm. Um, because I knew it wasn't going to be like this big bang miracle. Wow, I've made it kind of feeling. I just, yeah, that's not the way it works. <laughs> Insta therapy is not real. <laughs> it's not. I'm actually currently on a social media break because right. I found that Insta therapy, whilst I think it's fantastic that people can share their opinions online, I do find that, and whilst there is some validation in some of the things that you see, it does not help you get to the next step. It does not help you move forward. It's just this mindless cycle and scrolling of, yeah, telling you how you feel, not how to change. <laughs> it was a bit of a <laughs> big moment for me. I go, okay, I need to get off the social media bandwagon now. So I'm having a break and it's actually the best thing I've done in a really long time. <laughs> and did you delete the apps or do you just have the discipline to not open them? No, I had to delete. So I went through the process of putting time limits. So it gave me a reminder on the app. Hey, it's been 30 minutes or it's been 10 minutes. I got down to, so I didn't want to spend more than 10 minutes at a time on it. Um, unfortunately, this discipline is an interesting word <laughs> for me. It is something that I'm working on and mm -hmm. um, it is not something that I feel I, that comes naturally for some things. And Instagram is one of those. And there's several reasons for that. But um, I made the decision when I came back from overseas that I would delete Facebook and in Instagram. So whilst I still have profiles, I don't have the apps. Mm. Um, I don't miss it at all. I'm really surprised by that, but I don't miss it. <laughs> how long How long after you deleted them were you thinking about them? And like, how, I guess, how long did it take for you to not miss them and like not even think about them? Uh, I thought about it on Friday. Yeah, just before we caught up, actually. <laughs> and when did you delete um, the apps? Uh, it's been like three weeks now. Yeah, great. Yeah. And it's not that I missed it. I genuinely needed some information. So I went, I didn't even download the app. I went online, got the information logged out. And I noticed, you know, all the interactions on there, but I didn't even look at them. I didn't need to. So um, it was a really good feeling. And I so I actually gave myself a two-week period because I thought I'm already thinking about how long I might be able to do this for. I thought I'd love to do a month without social media. So I just gave myself two weeks. Um, and, yeah, it's been three and I'm going to keep going. Don't miss it at all. Oh, fantastic. And you're probably saving money too. It's just the time, you know. Time is so precious. Yes, it is. And, you know, I, I'm I'm going to put it out there. I was spending two hours on Instagram daily. Mm. Like, that's bad. And I'm sure that's normal. In fact, I think that's less than normal, mm. <laughs> um, if we're being honest. Um, yeah. I, would, I was tracking it and, yeah, it was a bit of a, a shock. And I think it was the travel that really got me, um, you know, when you're in a different place and you're not, Whilst you're taking photos, you're not consumed by having to take a photo or it was just what's sparking my curiosity or this is a moment that I think, yeah, it was It was in Arashiyama and I went to this place 
I just found this place randomly. I had no plans that day. And I found it's a tofu restaurant, but it, I thought it was a garden or a temple or something. And I just found myself there and she's like, oh, it's one set meal. Would you like to come in? I was like, sure. And then I figured out it was a tofu place. Do I eat tofu? I'm not sure. <laughs> we'll soon find out. And it was a banquet of tofu. And I remember sitting there on the floor in this beautiful Japanese garden and, yeah, just a restaurant. It, it was like someone's home. It was like a yokan almost, a massive yokan. And I just remember having a moment by myself. <laughs> I took a photo. I was like, I'm just going to take a photo because this is a real, really nice moment. Like, this is what it's about. This is real travelling, you know. And do you now eat tofu? Some tofu. <laughs> Some I definitely don't. <laughs> yeah. But even just going back to like social media, I think we could go for a morning walk with the coffee and take a snap mm. and let the world know we're having a coffee in on our walk. Mm. <laughs> um, and, you know, I was really, I found myself sharing this photo when I was having this experience. Um, I actually cartoonized it as well. I just thought, you know, I was very immersed in the Japanese um, culture over there and I was watching anime so I, I actually cartoonized it and I was really proud of it it was like this is a moment that I'm going to put on my page for me and it's not mm -hmm. for anybody else it's just for me to remember how I felt in that moment mm. um, yeah <laughs> yeah that's really awesome that's really awesome and I think that you know um, immersing yourself in a, an environment and a culture uh, is an amazing thing to do and and I wonder if mm. The, the the circumstances of you being there, you changed all your plans, you were by yourself and you just kind of thought, I'm just going to go with the flow and just see what happens, whether that experience and that moment of time, but also the the extent to which you immersed yourself in the culture, whether that would have been the same. Well, they say that there are two types of adventurers or travellers. You've got your travellers and your tourists. Mm. So the tourist goes and sees all the main sites in a city, you know, and they stay in the luxurious hotels. A traveller stays in the yokan on the floor and they eat where the locals eat and they go off the beaten track a little bit. You can go and see so many temples in Japan and I saw three, but I did that intentionally. You know, I saw the temples that I was drawn to and I had learned about while I was there by talking to people. Mm. So I, I like that. to say that I'm a traveller, not a tourist. <laughs> mm -hmm. And a lot of that stuff you won't get in a guidebook. No, absolutely not. I think uh, even going to Singapore, so I spent a week in Singapore and so leading up to it, everyone was saying to me, there's nothing to do in Singapore. It's so small. And I call bullshit. <laughs> there is so much to do in Singapore. Yes. There is so much, and it was actually a good friend of mine um, who saw that I was going to Singapore very last minute, and, yeah, he gave me, I would eat easily 15 things to go and try. I think I got two done, but they were great experiences that led me on to other experiences. Mm. So, yeah, there's so much to do in Singapore. <laughs> and I think there's that's probably every place. 100%. It's it's also what you what you see, what you make of it, how much you're willing to explore. Um, so it's just that curiosity. Again, it always comes back to, you know, what sparks that curiosity for you.
So let's talk about um, any kind of quotes or advice that you live by. Mm. Well, I think I've already mentioned in my body. That is actually on my vision board. So I have a vision board in my room. Um, And that is something that I've started six months ago, just before I took a career break. And it was sort of a self-discovery period for me. And um, I started putting things up on this vision board that were, that just spoke to me. And in my body was one. It was actually based on an article that I read. I think it's Annie Zimmerman. She's a um, therapist and she was talking about what that meant for her and it resonated for me. Mm. Um, And so in my body for me, whilst it's not a quote as such, it is an affirmation that I, it's just a little reminder because I am a deep thinker. And so I I have found that the best way for me to, you know, people talk about being present. I really struggle to understand what does that really mean? Like, because mm-hmm. I'm here I'm with you. <laughs> but what does it mean to be present? And, you know, uh, I was really curious about what that felt like. And so in my body, um, when I read this article, she was explaining how um, after having a eating disorder, she remembers being at a music festival and this song was on. It was called In My Body. It's Maggie Rogers. And she just had this overwhelming and profound experience and thought um, she had had this meal before the festival and she realised that it was the first meal in years that she felt in her body. Mm. And it just struck me. I thought, when was the last time I felt in my body? Mm. Um, and I put it up on the wall the same day. I, I thought, you know, it doesn't have to be pretty. I don't need to print it. I just need to write it down and spec- smack it up there mm. <laughs> um, just so that I can constantly feel in my body. And I was journaling that day and I felt like, yeah, so many things came to me um, sporadically too, like over a period of time. And I thought, all right, these are the things I need to do more of. You know, I like to, I want to feel more in my body. And again, it's a link almost to conscious thinking as well, making conscious decisions. Um, Mm. And that's what helps me. I really love that, Candice. I think so many, um, so many times we just kind of, we just go through the motions, you know, follow the bouncing ball mm. uh, and and we rush from one thing to the next without actually just sitting. And, and it's it's not about speed. I don't think it's about speed. Um, I think it's about, <laughs> and I think <laughs> no, that, not. <laughs> not that kind of speed. Um, it, it's, I, I don't think it's anything to do with the pace. So I think that you can still be conscious and, and be moving from thing to thing at the same pace. But you're just, uh, uh, you know, you talked about presence, and I think, I think that 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 quote that you've said of of in my body and actually feeling feeling something and being there, yeah, I really like that. And I'm laughing at speed because I'm such um, a feeling that I have had a lot of over the last six months is impatience. Mm. when am I going to get there when am I going to feel this way that I'm aiming for um yeah I I wouldn't say I'm the most patient person um or I haven't been in the past the most patient person um 
but that is a learned skill and that is something that I'm learning. And I've had many times now where I've had to stop, feel, and then regulate myself and go, actually, slow down, Mm. be patient. And is that your process for regulating yourself? Like you have to Mm. be just of it and aware that you're feeling impatient or that you're being impatient Mm. to then have a bit of a chat with yourself. Mm. Yeah, it sounds funny sometimes, doesn't it? Have a chat with yourself. Um, I think there was another podcast I listened to recently of yours and they were saying I just had to have a little talk to myself and it's so true. And I think it depends on what's coming up for us as to who we're talking to because there are so many different versions of ourselves. You've got sort of the inner child and the inner teenager and then the adult and then your future self. There's so many things. (laughs) It's like, who am I talking to? Um, So, yeah, it's just... It needs to be talked to right now. Yeah, whatever's in that moment, whatever's showing up, if you can catch it, you go, oh, who am I? Who is it? And you'll know, you know, it takes a bit of exercise, I practice, but... Um, if you if you dig a little deeper, you'll know who you're talking to, and then you'll you'll be able to go. Actually, you're good. Like you've gotten here, <laughs> and yeah, I think there is a process where you go. Okay, if I can identify what it is that's showing up for me, I can then talk to it. And depending on what it is, I would say that that's that is pretty standard though. It's sort of identifying it, and then how do I want to be feeling in this moment? This is obviously not it. It doesn't feel aligned. Mm. um what can I do and then it's about regulating and we all regulate in different ways I think it's a release of energy of some sort whether Mm. it's sing and dance you know and shake it all out if it's screaming if it's journaling if running running so yeah yeah, people exercise I I get it now (laughs) people exercise because it is like this release of energy otherwise we hold it in our body Mm. and that's where stress is created in my opinion I don't know the science behind it all but the way that I've sort of conceptualized it is yeah I'm holding that in you know Mm. people talk about suppressing things well that to me is just not releasing so I just find a way to release it and some crying is a great one you know sometimes you can be really happy and cry I've had that recently (laughs) It's just a relief. It just it comes out in so many different ways. So I think that's something that, um, yeah, alongside being in my body, I try and do often. Mm. So if you were to look up the dictionary and the word marvelous woman was there, whose mm. picture would you see under that? I'm surrounded by marvelous women. So this was a hard one to think on or or decide on one. So I'm going to talk about two, but the first one, and anybody that knows me or has been in my house, um, I can look around the room now and I can tell you there are at least four pictures of Frida Kahlo. So Frida Kahlo was an early inspiration for me. Um, When I was younger, I was actually in a car accident and she was in a bus accident um, and she was quite young. And so um, in high school, I studied her just because there was this instant connection when I um, read about her. And, yeah, I think she's she's pretty marvellous. She's fearless. And, yeah, she's just, she's sort of constructed. I love how fierce she is. I think she doesn't the, do everything right, but she does. She she does it fully. You know, I like that. Who does? Who does do everything right? And that's yeah. that's life, right? Mm. I was just thinking. There's a quote of hers that 
that she says, and I think that actually fits you perfectly, Candice, and what we've been talking about today. And that okay. quote is, I am my own muse. Oh, I like that one. And I think, I don't think, I mean, that could be interpreted in kind of like, you know, I'm the best thing ever and I'm so inspirational, but I don't think that's actually what it means. I think what that means is I'm inspired to, as you said before, to be my best for me. And I think mm. that's what that's about. And I think that 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 fits you really perfectly. Mm. I like it. I'll take I like it. it. <laughs> I, like it. <laughs> I think another, um, I don't know if it was Frida Kahlo actually now that I am reflecting on it, but there's another saying that I really love. Someone said, who said, what if I fall? Oh, but dear, what if you fly? Mm. I like that one because I feel like a lot of the time we go, what if I fail? What if I'm rejected? What if they don't like me? Mm. Should I be doing that because of this, blah, blah, blah? Whereas it's like, yeah, but what if it works yeah, out? Right. And what if you do fly? And what if you what if you don't fail? And that's something that I also like to reflect on sometimes. And that's really in, in some in some moments I go, I think maybe Frida Kahlo did say it. I'll have to look it up. Um, but that's something that does. Like I remind myself when I'm in a moment of if I hear because or I shouldn't, I but, stop. That's the identifying part. Oh, don't even get into the because yeah. already. Just go for it. Give it a go. And I think it, that's that uh, is quite normal. So from a psychological perspective, we're all we always fear loss. Mm. Like that drives us, drives action more than, you know, a great opportunity. So if we're going to lose $10 versus, you know, gaining $10, we'll always we'll always fixate on whatever's going to not lose us $10. Yeah. 100%. So I, I think that's that's quite human nature to, to kind of think, oh, I shouldn't do that because, because we, I mean, if you think about us, you know, a million years ago, sitting around in the caves, we're driven by fear. We're driven by eating, being eaten by saber-toothed tigers and being kicked mm. out of the tribe because we're going to die. And, it, like, you can't change that quickly. That's, you know, evolution. That takes millions of years. But I think having that consciousness um, and being able to question it, mm. stop it, and and is, is you know, is, is helpful. Yes, and it just reminded me as you were saying that the, um, this quote that came at me in one of my most um, I think I was mentioning to this to you um, earlier I was in a moment where you know I felt so lost mm. and afterwards um, after going through that process of regulating how I was feeling and you know having that sense of relief when I got myself out of that situation um, being lost in Kyoto Station <laughs> um, Something came, something did show up for me that afternoon and I wrote it down just so that I could remember this because it was quite pivotal and it's something that I'll never forget. And it's not having it all figured out is a privilege, not a problem. Mm, that's so true. In any aspect. So here I am going through a crazy six months, not knowing which direction I'm going in in terms of work that seems to be what well, we do that we work every day of our life so mm -hmm. we've got to work out what it is that we want to do 
it and and I'm just sitting there thinking about how lost I've been and it's okay I don't have to be anywhere I don't have to have it figured out no one's waiting on me all these sort of things this is actually a privilege again whilst I have this you know talking about the um how unconsciously we are driven by fear whilst I'm a traveler and I seek adventure I still have my moments of um oh like I have to be somewhere I've got to show up for someone else so actually it's just that little reminder it's actually a privilege not knowing we're always like going in a certain direction it's actually it's exciting not to know it's a privilege it's a privilege and it also means that you've got plenty of options yeah absolutely yeah Yeah. but we we typically will say it's a problem but it's not it's how we see it we choose how we see that yeah so that will stick with me forever (laughs) so we are running out of time well we're over time but I'm just going to ask you one more question there's there's quite a few nuggets of wisdom that you've already talked about um today for our listeners based on your experience but if you had one more word of wisdom for our listeners what would it be Mm. it have to be one word I should clarify that it can be a phrase word of wisdom the answer's in the question so if you're stuck if you're thinking should I do something if you're finding yourself ruminating on something the answer's in the question if it's not a hell yes it's a hell no Mm. Mm. I love that that's what I would say (laughs) I love that we live by that here in this house so (laughs) I love that I love that. Thank you so much for your time today. It has been an absolute pleasure chatting with you um, and I wish you all the best in whatever your next adventure is. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it and I love listening to all of the marvellous women on your podcast. We are all marvellous women, Candice. We are all (laughs) marvellous women. Thanks, Samantha. I hope that you enjoyed listening to this version of the podcast as much as I enjoyed recording it with Candice and having it such a great chat. Three key questions that have come out for me are, what's the best version of you for you? What's happening in your body? How can you evolve next? Thank you for joining us. Until next time, stay marvellous. Mm-hmm.